It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Well, how about that? The BYU football program is 3-0, my friends. They beat Arkansas 38-31. to I am eating some crow. We're getting into the good, the bad, and the reaction, a.k.a. your comments on postcast. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, if you didn't see it, BYU is now 3-0 after a thrilling 38-31 come-from-behind victory to beat the Arkansas Razorbacks down in Fayetteville, Arkansas. And my overall takeaway of this is that it was a gutsy gutsy win for the BYU football program. It's a fun win. It's an awesome win. It is a really, really uh, key win, especially when it comes to the season because it gives BYU all sorts of momentum as they now move forward into Big 12 play. I am happy to eat crow. I told you guys, I predicted Arkansas 28, BYU 24. I thought the Cougars would cover the 8.5 point spread. It dropped to as low as 8 before kickoff. I figured BYU would cover the spread and play Arkansas tight, but I feel like Arkansas was going to win this game. And like I said, I am always happy to eat crow, especially when it comes to BYU winning football games. It's good for business. There is no doubt about it when BYU is winning football games. And obviously, when you go to an SEC venue and beat the homestanding team, that is a great, 
great day for a BYU fan. And obviously, many of you, there were a great number of you. It looked like from the shots I saw on TV of the uh, BYU section, and there was a lot of blue throughout the stands there at Razorback Stadium in Fayetteville. So my hat goes off to all of you who made the trek out to Fayetteville. Uh, These are the games when this happens that I regret not making the trek. I had plans to make it earlier this summer, but due to some circumstances being what they were with finances and the like, unable to do that. I will be making the trip next week, though, to uh, Lawrence, Kansas, and hoping that BYU can reprise uh, what they did in this game against Arkansas. So let's start off as we do with postcast with the good. Good, it's a win. You always celebrate the W's, folks. BYU is 3-0 on the season. I'm expecting to see them get a couple of votes, uh, maybe more than a handful of votes when it comes to the national polls. I do not expect the Cougars to be in the top 25 this week, but if you go to Lawrence, Kansas, and beat the Kansas Jayhawks and improve to 4-0, I think at that point you could probably expect BYU to make their entry into the national polls, but that's looking a little too far down the road right now. We're talking about this win for BYU. Other things I loved about this game, Parker Kingston, breakout performance, throws that touchdown pass in the that trick play to open the scoring for BYU. Then later on in the game, gets a screen pass that he houses uh, for six. Phenomenal, phenomenal performance for that young man. I love what he is capable of, and I'm expecting big things from him for BYU down the road. Other things that stood out. Uh, LJ Martin, he very much looks the part for BYU as running back one. I don't know what's up with Aiden Robbins. He did not even register a carry in this game. Deion Smith was essentially the only other running back uh, that got time in this one. And BYU did not have their best rushing performance once again, just 77 yards. Obviously, 45 of those coming on the touchdown run for LJ Martin. But that is a young man that the, the best thing I can say about him is he always falls forward. He rarely gets driven backwards. And that is a mark of a very good running back. Think of guys like Jamal Williams, Harvey Unga, uh, none other than the great Tyler Algier, Luke Staley going back. Those are running backs that were elite running backs for BYU, but they had a, 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 I guess a notoriety or they had a, a penchant or a, a, I don't know, a habit of always picking up positive yardage. Maybe one yard, but they always fell forward. They never got driven back, and that's what LJ Martin has in his bag of tricks. How much better can this young man be for BYU? I absolutely just three Thrilled that he has panned out as early as he has for BYU. Think about that. Goes into an SEC venue and helps his team uh, take down the Arkansas Razorbacks. By the way, what a catch for Chase Roberts. Na 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 na. Sports Center number one, top ten. Everything and that and more. Chase Roberts, take a bow. He had a really unfortunate fumble at the end of the first half. We all know that. It led to a field goal for Arkansas to take the lead into the locker room. He comes out and makes that catch one-handed, like a true one-handed catch above his head, secures against his body, and then absorbs the contact as he falls to the ground. What a catch. Made up for that fumble and then some. And uh, Chase Roberts, that was... What a catch. That's going to be on highlight reels for years to come for the BYU football program. You can think of those iconic plays. Uh, that might be the most iconic play of this for BYU. Other thing I loved about this, BYU battles back from two double-digit deficits in this game to win this one. That it cannot be overlooked. BYU fell behind very early in this game. Remember, many of you saw it. If you didn't see it, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. But they're 14-0 down. And they come back to score 21 straight. Then they end up falling behind by 10 again and then reel off 17 straight to win the game. 
absolutely incredible grit, tenacity, uh, self-belief, whatever you want to term it for the BYU football program. I absolutely loved it, but nothing bigger than obviously just getting the W, getting that win in your back pocket, and BYU finishes non-conference play 3-0. and And uh, Let's put it this way. Sitting at 3-0 and for BYU right now, it feels like a matter of when, not if, BYU will get to bulb eligibility. Now, there are other circumstances that could uh, preclude that from happening, but as everything stands right now, it very much looks like BYU will be going bowling this season and I cannot wait to obviously track how all that goes down as we continue to obviously track all this right here on Locked On Cougars but what a win for the Cougars that, that's the thing about this. it's a big big W for BYU is it one of the top five in the Kalani Sitake era I'd probably be hard pressed to say that because it's not a it's not a nationally ranked team. It is a road win at an SEC venue, but you've done that before in 2019 when you went to uh, Tennessee. I was there in Knoxville as BYU knocked off the Volunteers in double overtime. It's a very solid win. It's probably top 10 for Kalani Sitake, but it it, it signals that BYU is going to be able to compete year one in the Big 12. That is a phenomenal sign for the BYU football program. SEC teams are considered to be uh, better on average. Average than a Big 12 team. So if you can go beat Arkansas at home, who's to say that you can't beat at least half, if not more, of your Big 12 opponents this season? That's the positive positive news for BYU. You look at the statistics, by the way, other than that, time of possession, yards, pl- overall plays, uh, rushing yardage, all that type of stuff favored uh, Arkansas in this game. But you know what? Drive-killing penalties, boneheaded mistakes, those belong to Arkansas in this game and not BYU. That's the positive. BYU takes it all. Now, there are some things that we do need to talk about with regards to how BYU is uh, uh, doing it with regards to the... Uh I just had a little bit of snafu with the with the YouTube. You'll see that in here and just we'll fix that. Uh, but the, I do have a couple of questions about BYU and some of the game plan decisions stuff in this game. They got bailed out in just an absolutely fortuitous delay. A game scenario. We'll get to all those topics. You talk about the bad from this win. We'll get to that here in just a moment. Real quick a word on our friends over at UCCU though. UCCU has been working with us for months now and they have what they're calling Learn and Earn inside the UCC mobile banking app. What it is, you can go and learn about uh, financial topics. They're bite-sized lessons featuring quizzes and trivia. Every time you finish one of those quizzes or trivia, you can collect points. You redeem those points for gift cards to stores like Walmart, Nike, Sephora, a myriad of different places you can get gift cards. The best part is everybody in the family can participate this. in this. There is age-appropriate content uh, for all members of the family. It's all available inside the UCCU mobile banking app, so you can play it anytime, anywhere. Get started today and start learning about financial topics that will benefit you down the road. The more you learn, the more you earn. It's really as simple as that, my friends. So take advantage of it now. That's UCCU, part of the Be Money Smart Youth Banking Program, by the way. It's one of their features of that uh, program they have. It's all courtesy, once again, of UCCU. Love where you bank. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your day. Thank you for being everydayers with us here on the podcast. All right, we talked about the good for BYU. Obviously a big W. Now the bad for the Cougars. 
Number one, uh, you have to stop running these fake punts, these fake field goals. What are you doing, BYU? That could have been an absolutely disastrous, it was a disastrous play. BYU got one of the more fortuitous delay of game calls you're ever going to see as Ryan Rico decided to fake uh, the punt, uh, called fake, whatever it was. Get rid of them. Take them out of the de- take them out of the playbook because they are not working. I know that BYU wants to be uh, all things to all people. It feels like and keep it fresh and obviously have those opportunities to pick up big plays. But man, special teams was not good for BYU by and large in this game. There were moments, obviously, they had uh, some moments in it, but BYU struggled in the special teams. That, that that was absolutely one of the more poor special teams outings for BYU. I'm I'm gonna guess that Kelly Papinga is gonna want to tear his hair out at some of that stuff. But the fake kick, what are you thinking there? I I just don't get it. What what's on the the sheet there that says, hey, we got 10 guys at the line of scrimmage with Arkansas trying to block this kick. Let's run right into the teeth of that. By the way, Ryan Rico running into his own guy. Get rid of those. Those need to go away. Other things that need to be cleaned up. BYU needs to hold on to the football. Chase Roberts, that fumble, it was you can't have that in that down and distance. He's got to cover that football up. He was running way too loose with it. It was a kind of the whole all edge. He was carrying a bag of bread out there and you let it just way too loose and it gets knocked out. And Arkansas takes the lead as a result of that turnover. Luckily for BYU, they were plus two in the overall turnover margin. That is a positive for BYU. But they still need to take care of the football. Other thing that needs to be figured out. What in the world is the situation at right tackle? We saw Caleb Etienne start the game. He had some absolutely just mind-boggling plays, and then they brought in Braden Kime at right tackle. Was that a signal shift that uh, Braden Kime is going to be BYU starting right tackle moving forward? The next week we'll be able to find out. Was it a perfect performance by BYU's offensive line? No, and there's still plenty of work to be done there, but it was a step in the right direction. They had their moments where they were getting some good push on that Arkansas uh, defensive line. The other thing is BYU. BYU's defense, well, you struggled once again and against a dual-threat quarterback. They learned a lot of lessons. You've got to be able to bottle up guys like K.J. Jefferson better than you did in this game. Now, K.J. Jefferson, is he the best and the most accurate quarterback in the world? No, he is not. He had some absolutely baffling throws. Uh, Max Tooley got a great, great interception just on a on a poor decision by K.J. Jefferson. But the defense, uh, it, it, it needs to be tightened up, obviously. But they, they will continue to improve. It feels like those were all positive steps in the right direction. I don't want to be the bad of the game, but you can't really harp on too much, it feels like, when you win a game in that fashion. But uh, there are things to be fixed. There, obviously, you've got to find more from your offense. You've got to find a way to generate more plays. Just 57 plays this week after you had 55 plays a week ago. You still generated 41 points last week and 38 points this week. That's positive that you're getting quite a few points. You're scoring points in bunches. But you'd like to think that BYU, if you can get to the 70, it was at 74 plays that Arkansas had in this game, how much more productive could BYU have been? They had less. Th- they had almost 10 minutes of a disparity in terms of overall time of possession in this game as well. Think about how much more BYU could do if they can control the ball and control the game a little bit better. Now, will that come, obviously, when they have more opportunities on the, on the home front to play home games and the like? Yeah, sure, I think that would help that. But there are plenty of things to clean up for the Cougars in this game, and I'm expecting them uh, to go back and obviously uh, have the coaches. They will reinforce, okay, 
Good job on the win here, but here's what needs to be fixed. And we cannot afford to have these X, Y, and Z mistakes. Biggest thing for me was the special teams. It just cannot have that. Have a guy return a punt 87 yards right up your gut for a touchdown. You can't have, uh, what else? The, yeah, the fake kick. You can't have that type of stuff. If you're going to run a fake, give at least the guy an option to throw the football. And I don't know if Ryan Rico even has an arm, but here's the thing. You can't just have him just run uh, pell-mell into the line and expect anything positive to come out of that. You got to clean that up. Coverage, uh, obviously the the kicking uh, situation. Uh, we, by the way, saw the first uh, field goal uh, of the BYU season by Will Farron. He also had a, another kick later in the game that he missed from 50 yards out. Uh, it had plenty of leg, just was outside. So, uh, not the cleanest uh, special teams game, but you want to clean that up. You want to see more production from BYU on offense. You want to see the defense clean up some things, but uh, still. It was a W, and you will obviously take that any single time, every single time, uh, if you're a BYU fan. All right, we had a huge, huge response, as you would expect, to BYU winning that game. Uh, we talk about it. We do the good, the bad, and then the reaction. We're getting to your guys' comments on what you took away from this game. May not be able to get to all of them today because we'd be here for like over an hour, it feels like. There's like 50-some-odd responses at minimum. We'll get to a select bunch of them as we close out this postcast edition of Locked On Cougars coming up here in just a moment. A word real quick on our friends over at Perry Homes, a great local sponsor of ours here along the Wasatch Front. They have got the homes, uh, regardless of what you're looking for, whether you're a first-time home buyer, you're looking to build your dream home, Perry Homes has a house for you. they got all the different plans, the floor models, uh, the size, the price, whatever you're looking for, they are going to match what you're looking for, speaking of Perry Homes. Uh, communities up and down the Wasatch Front, also communities in Washington County near St. George. If you want to move down to the southern end of the state, they've got all the options for you guys to find the right fit for you as a new home buyer or even if you're a veteran home buyer who's trying to build uh, their forever house. They've got all the options for you guys. So visit PerryHomesUtah.com to learn more now. That's PerryHomesUtah.com to find out more about what they have to offer you as a home builder or home buyer. Uh, check it out now. That's Perry HomesUtah.com for 50 years. Utah has been coming home to Perry Homes. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your routine. Uh, great stuff. And the reaction is absolutely phenomenal. Let's throw it up right now, right here on the screen. I am going to minimize my uh, part of it, and you guys will be able to see uh, all the stuff going on uh, as we talk about some of these uh, comments. Uh, by the way, there's a great play of, Ch of Chase Roberts. If you're watching this on YouTube, catch that touchdown. That's what a snag it was. All right, uh, let's jump over uh, to the replies here on Locked On Cougars. There's my little video of my my YouTube short uh, but here we go let's jump right in uh, Joshua what a great win but man that was not fun uh, it was stressful I will give you that it was, it was stressful you need to see uh, BYU continue to work and obviously improve as we talked about but I'm expecting them to continue to do that uh, other ones here Greg Duck says love it why did the offense run overtly conservative plays every play the last set of downs was a bunch of yards and force a long field goal I hate that still got the win though and so proud of both offense and defense such a wild and fun game. Go 
Cougs. Uh, it's a win. Uh, yeah, you can question the conservative nature of the play calling on that final thing. I don't necessarily think that BYU is necessarily going into like prevent mode, if that makes sense, and just trying to play not to lose. I just don't think the plays worked, uh, frankly. Oh, that's also what I should probably talk about. Uh, Brandon Bourget, great point here. Someone needs to learn what a legal touching means in the BYU program. Three times in three games on one player is ridiculous. Obviously, Isaac Rex has been dinged for all three of those. And by the way, that was a huge play that was negated because of that. I don't get how in the world BYU continues to screw this up. Illegal touching is a very simple fix. Guys that are supposed to be on the line know they're supposed to be on the line. Everybody else, get the you-know-what off the line. Check with the side official if you have any question and, and look inside. If if you have a guy like Isaac Rex who's an attached tight end on the inside who's on the line, back up, dude. It's not going to make much of a difference for you to be a yard off the ball versus being up on the line of scrimmage. It makes very little difference for most wide receivers in that circumstance. Stop covering up the tight end. He is one of the best weapons on BYU's offense and had multiple plays negated, big plays negated because of a play that should not ever, ever happen more than once maybe in a season. Stop doing it. Fix it, BYU, and I'm expecting they will be harping on that this week. All right, other questions coming in here. Uh, Turd Burglar, Hill deserves the game ball. He's doing a lot with what he was given. Still some question marks with Keaton Slovis, but he did what was needed to get the W. That's the thing about this. Jay Hill, speaking of what uh, Turd Burglar says here, it was absolutely phenomenal game planning by that BYU defense. They believe, folks, this was a defense that was carved up. A lot of these guys were on this team last year when BYU gave up nearly 700 yards and 52 points to this very same Arkansas squad. Now, Arkansas was uh, without Raheem Rocket Sanders in this game tonight, but still, this team absolutely carved you up a year ago. That was a much more impressive defensive showing for BYU. Uh, they were getting pressure with four men at the end of the game. There's a lot of good things on that defense coming out of this one. I absolutely agree with you, Turd Burglar. Great. Great showing for BYU's defense, all things considered. Uh, J.C. Kutcher says, we just out-SEC'd an SEC team. How about them Cougs, baby? Uh, defense is so good. Slovis played well. Couldn't be more excited to start Big play, Big 12 play. Yeah, I agree. BYU is going to take a lot of momentum uh, from this game into Big 12 play. I've got no doubt about that. Our good friend Ryan Roberts, who was there in uh, uh, not, uh, uh, J- not Jonesboro. Why keep thinking Jonesboro, Arkansas? I don't know why, but uh, in Fayetteville, sends me a picture of the scoreboard. He says, enough said. That's a great picture. BYU winning the game. Uh, other ones coming in. Ethan Sawyer just happened to get the sacks and turnovers this week. I'm curious how he managed in a physical game with injuries. I don't think we necessarily will know uh, until BYU really suits up next week. They are very hush-hush on injuries. Anything I'm able to glean, I'd be happy to pass along to you guys. But it's really kind of been uh, locked down on that front. But if I hear anything, we'll be sure to see we can check out and hear from Kalani Sitake on Monday with regards to injuries on that. Rich Nilsson here at Ryzen Shout Out. Jay Hill is worth every penny he's being paid. Parker Kingston is a serious weapon. He can be used in multiple ways and situations. Slovis is an NFL QB. I thought Kalani would have should have punted, but it worked out barely. Offensive line improved again this week. Hashtag Go Cougs. Very salient points there made by Rich. Appreciate you weighing in, Rich, and I think you're agree. I would agree with all of those. Uh, that's the thing about this. Uh, BYU got the win, and obviously there were positive signs in all that. Uh, Timothy Turnstone asking about how are we doing on injuries. This is the healthiest we've been going into week four for a while. It feels that way, obviously, Timothy, but we're going to have to kind of wait and see. I just need to see in terms of uh, what is coming out of practice this coming week. What, what do we hear? What are we learning? We'll, we'll see on that front. Um, other ones, let's roll through these. Apologies if I don't 
get to your guys' comments, but like I said, we had a ton of them. Uh, Jake Ward, the biggest roller coaster of a game I've ever seen. So many ups and downs. Defense ultimately closes it out. We should definitely celebrate this huge win on the road in SEC country. Go Cougs. You got, yeah, celebrate it. That's the thing. Is you got to celebrate these Ws. BYU's 3-0. and It's phenomenal to see them doing their thing. Um, they've got a great one here from Robu Sawaro of Will Smith to like collapse. He's just worn out uh, from that game. I agree with that. Uh, BYU 4, Trey, a playoff bogey. BYU's beaten the same team that beat them on the back half of a home-and-home home four times since 2016. Now, this is a very good point. Wisconsin, Utah, Baylor, and now Arkansas. Don't doubt Sitake again. Uh, playoff bogey makes a very good point. Remember, they got beat by Wisconsin, got beat badly, then go to Camp Randall and win. Utah gets them, then they host Utah and win that game in 2021. They'd lost nine trade teams, obviously. Baylor, they get their the breaks beat off them down there in Waco. Then they come to BYU last year, and BYU grinds out a great win in overtime there. And then obviously Arkansas now is some payback from a year ago. BYU knows what they're doing, it feels like, folks. Doubting Elisa Doubting Kalani Satake as well as Aaron Roderick. Those are things that I don't think I would be doing right now. Uh, John Higley. This is my 50th B-Day present for my wife. Man, how I love my wife. Hashtag Go Cougs. Happy birthday, John. I know it's a day late, obviously, when this podcast is actually coming out. But happy birthday to you, sir. That is a great 50th birthday present, and BYU delivered in a big way for you there. All right, Andrew Streeter. Jake, it's hard to overstate how truly enormous this win is. Not just because they got it, but how they got it. Overcoming double-digit deficits twice on the road in hostile SEC territory, no less, is absolutely remarkable. Agreed, Andrew. It's a huge win. Uh, Waldorf Story's got a bold prediction here. 5-0 and going into the bye week. He's expecting BYU to come out of the month of September 5-0 and with wins, obviously, that would include upcoming at uh, Kansas and obviously the uh, home Big 12 opener against Cincinnati on September 29th. That's it's a bold prediction there, uh, Waldorf Stories. We'll see what happens on this front. Uh, Jeff Henor, Keaton showed up when it mattered most. This defense is the real deal. And feed LJ. Yeah, they need to give LJ uh, more opportunities, obviously. It was a great, great uh, showing for him, all things considered. I know it was not an elite rushing performance. It was not a great offensive metrics performance in terms of the overall stats for BYU. But I say this once. I'll say it again on this podcast. What really matters is your team having more points than the other team at the end of the game, and that's what BYU had, 38-31 to over the Arkansas Razorbacks. Um, we'll give a couple more here. Our good friend Mojo, one word, grit. Our boys never stopped fighting, and it showed. They did. They, they dug deep, and that's something they're going to be able to rely on. It feels like going forward is they know that, hey, we're never out of this. We will claw, scratch, fight our way back into any game. You give us an opportunity to do that. That's a positive for BYU to build upon from this win. Uh, Jimmy Dub, I'm going to cry. Dot, dot, dot. That's all. Well, Jimmy, I hope you had a good cry. And obviously, those are tears of joy, obviously, for the win for BYU. Uh, and then, yeah, some great stuff here. So, like I said, I'm, I'm scrolling through. If you watch this on YouTube, you can see all the different comments that are coming in here. Crazy, crazy stuff. Thank you to all of you, truthfully, for all the reaction. It's awesome to see this. Uh, one uh, kind of negative one, Aggie fan Dan right there, USU, the right blue. Glad both of our football teams won today, Jake. That was an upset loss for the number one ranked BYU women's soccer team. If you didn't see it. They lost one nothing to Utah State in Logan. First loss of the season for the Cougars. They tied TCU earlier this week, uh, losing to Utah State. Pretty much all but guarantees BYU will fall from the number one ranking just shortly after ascending to the top spot in the rankings, but uh, nonetheless, a tough loss for BYU uh, women's soccer. I'm going to see if I can get one more uh, good comment here, but uh, we'll see. Uh, let's see. Jeez, uh, there's so many good ones here. I apologize. Um... 
Yeah. Well, anyways, like Braden Fairbanks here. Banks, BYU 10. Huge W. Thought we were sloppy and should have won by more. But I'm very happy with the result and feel much better moving forward. I don't, I don't disagree. I think every BYU fan and I, myself, I do feel a lot better about BYU moving forward here because uh, this was a game that was a true litmus test. Remember, they were kind of... Uh, middling coming out of those two games, the two warm-up games for BYU. We talked about this on the podcast this week. How would BYU do when the competition level got ratcheted up to a huge degree? Well, they responded very positively and got the W. That's awesome. So congratulations uh, to BYU. And I'll give the final word to Scott Adams here. Amazing. Our Cougs kept fighting. That's, That's exactly what they did. Great, great stuff for BYU, and obviously we'll have full reaction, more reaction uh, coming up on our Monday edition of the podcast for you guys. So uh, a big thank you to all of you once again for all of your support of the podcast, as always. Have a great Sunday uh, whenever you hear this. Hopefully you guys have some uh, family time, going to church, whatever you uh, do uh, to spend the rest of your weekend. Hopefully it's a positive one, and obviously we'll reconvene on Monday. With my full reaction, I'll be going through the film, obviously, and giving you my reaction after re-watching this game for BYU, and then and uh, we will turn our attention to Big 12 play and BYU opening things up as they head to the Kansas Jayhawks. Lawrence, Kansas next week. I am looking forward to making that trip. And obviously, a huge win for BYU in this one as they take down Arkansas 38-31 and improve to 3-0. All right. So more on a Monday edition of the podcast. And in the meantime, thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. And thank you to all of you who are everydayers, everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Until then, have a great rest of your day. Hey, my friends, this has been Postcast right here on Locked On Cougars. See ya. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.